This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. As you listen to God's servant, Reverend Dr. Tunde Balanta, we trust that God's word will work wonders in your life. Hallelujah. This morning, I had something else I was to share, but last night the Lord just changed it, so... I'm sure we need it. Following the pathway to fresh oil for the season. Familiar passage. Following the pathway to fresh oil for the season. Go to Second Kings chapter 2. Uh, we start, we just read the first uh, few verses. Maybe the first six verses and then we, we dive, uh, delve into it. And it came to pass... When the Lord would take up Elijah, it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a wild wind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and I said, so leave it, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. The sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yes, I know it, hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as I so leave it, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. The sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it, hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as I so liveth, I will not leave thee. And the two went on. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Now, you know, he started out from Gilgal. And in, in finding this fresh oil for, for the season, there are places we must follow. Amen. There are places we must follow God. There are places we must go with God. You know, a lot of people think these things are just uh, luck. The fresh oil doesn't come by luck. There are certain things required of you and I. So Gilgal is a place of consecration and dedication to the covenant. You must go to the place of what? Consecration and dedication to the covenant. Can you say that with me? I must go to the place of consecration and dedication to the covenant. Why is that? Now, if you read the story in the book of um, Joshua, chapter 5, uh, specifically from verse 8 to 10, the people that came out of Egypt, many of them were not circumcised. So they had to be circumcised again. What do we know about circumcision? Circumcision is a type of removing dead skin. It's a type 
of a new birth. Amen. The Bible says that, let me read for us Colossians chapter 2, verse 11. Him whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Of course, to be born again is not a physical circumcision, but a spiritual circumcision. God takes your heart of stone away and gives you a heart of flesh. Um, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who had raised him from the, the dead. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, as he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. So what, what, are we saying, what are we saying here basically is that something must happen in our hearts. Hallelujah. It's not easy for grown-ups to be circumcised. It's painful. Sometimes for you to come into where God wants you to go, you make some painful decisions. Hallelujah. They are not convenient. Your flesh is saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. God is not a magician. A miracle is not a magic. Something must happen with our flesh. Uh, Ecclesiastes, is it 10.1? Hallelujah. It says, dead flies cause the ointment of the apocry to send forth a stinking savour. So doth a little folly does a little folly him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. The easy translation says, a jar of perfume soon has a bad smell if there are even a few dead flies in it. So one silly thing can destroy the good things that a wise man has done. I don't know about you. A dead fly in an ointment may make it to stink. You, you know, sometimes, an ointment is a beautiful thing. We all like it. But if there are some dead flies in our lives, we must take them out. God is not going to purge you. You will purge yourself. Hallelujah to Jesus. Bible says in a great house there are vessels, all kinds of vessels. Some to honor and some to what? To dishonor. My prayer for you is that you will be a vessel to honor in the name of Jesus. In Judges 16, you can write it down from verse 22 to downwards. You know, Samson lost his commission because he was careless and they plugged out his eyes. When your eyes are plugged out, there's no vision. You can't see where God is taking you. But the Bible says his hair began to grow again. Hallelujah. When there's a consecration, that anointing can come back on you stronger than it was before. Maybe you've missed it and the devil said, oh, you've missed it so and God can... It's a lie. Something here's hair began to grow again. God can take you to a deeper place than where you started. Is there an amen in the house of God? He said, rejoice not over me, my enemy. If I fall, I shall arise. I declare that you shall arise in the name of Jesus. I declare that your mistake is not terminal. I declare that that situation in your life is not final. God will pick you up and take you to that wealthy place and settle you where he wants to settle you. Is there an amen somewhere in this house today? So it's very important that we realize this. The, the other thing they did at Gilgal was um, it was a place of the covenant. They took the Passover, if you read, read it. They, they were circumcised and then they ate the Passover. They ate the Passover. They were circumcised and they ate the Passover. They, 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 they partook of it. They ate it. After they were circumcised. We need to remember in this season we live in that the Passover is for those who are saved. That when Jesus saved you, he took away some things out of your life. He died your death on the cross. 
The day we live in today, you hear of terror, you hear of violence by the day, but I want to say to you that somebody has died your death. You know, people that are not circumcised cannot take the Passover. But because you've been circumcised in your heart, you can partake of everything that God has prepared. Hallelujah to Jesus. I say you can partake of everything that God has prepared. Glory to God. You can partake of everything God has prepared. I want to repeat to you that the highest sacrifice on the highest altar by the highest being has been made for you. The highest sacrifice on the highest altar by the highest being has been made for you. And therefore you will not pay with your life what Jesus Christ has paid for with his blood. Is there somebody that believes that today? We are living in that season where those who are redeemed by the Lord, those who have their hearts circumcised by the Lord, must know that the, the, the Passover belongs to them. Things may be happening all around you, but the Passover belongs to you. I said things will be happening all around you, but the Passover belongs to you. The reason you are here today and everything happening has not taken you down is that, I don't want to go on this point, I need to move quickly, but let me say for the benefit of those who need to hear it again. The sacrifice made for you was not placed on any earthly altar. It was placed on God's heavenly altar. And so for anything to take you down as a circumcised person in the heart, it has to go to the, not in the first heaven, not in the second heaven, but in the third heaven where your sacrifice and your substitution was perfected. It has to go to the altar of God and destroy what Jesus has made. That's why your life is hid in Christ and Christ in God. In this season, many things will happen around you, but you are cocooned in the blood of Jesus. The price has been paid. Only with your ears will you hear. Gilgal is consecration and Passover. If you are consecrated and Satan kills you in the process, we have not gained anything. But consecrated people must know their redemptive right in this time. You must proclaim that blood over yourself, over the people you are leading, and God will preserve your family. You will come through this season unscattered in the name of Jesus Christ. All right, we have to keep repeating this truth. Gilgal, a place of consecration and covenant. They partook of the Passover. Everything Jesus did, he did for me. Then the next place they moved to was Bethel. Uh, verse uh, number two. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And, 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 and Elisha said unto him, As the Lord, thy Lord leave it, I will not leave thee. What is Bethel? Bethel represent your portal places of divine encounter through intimacy with God. Bethel represents your portal places of divine encounter through intimacy with God. Portal places are the places where God met with you. You know, a portal place, you remember, you remember the story of um, was, um, Jacob. Jacob was running away from home. You can find that story in Genesis 28 from verse 10. Uh, when he rose up, he saw angels, a ladder that reached heaven, uh, and angels were ascending and descending. They were going up and down, and he realized it was the, it was the, it was the gateway to heaven. He called it the house of God. Now, later on, and God then made a lot of promises to him in Genesis 28 from verse 12, but then later on in his life, when he had problems, he was able, God referred him, Genesis 31, verse 11. When he was having problem with his uncle Laban, God referred him back. 
And he said, lift up your eyes now and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring-streaked, speckled, and gristled. For I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar, and where thou vowest a vow unto me. Now arise and get thee out from this land, and return to their kindred. Then when his sons misbehaved and killed innocent people, in Genesis 35 verse 1 again, And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared to thee, when thou fledded from the face of Esau thy brother. These were pivotal times in the life of this guy. Yes, you are born again, you have the Holy Spirit, but you, there must be some Bethel encounters for yourself where you know I met God. I can give you so many Bethel encounters in my life, but I want you to have your own. Bethel encounters is where you know how many of you has God ever spoken to you? You know, God spoke to you. It may be through scripture. It may be through an encounter with the Lord that you know for yourself. Because they are, they are, we are in a season where, yes, the faith of somebody else may not carry you. Where you have to say like Paul, I know him whom I have what? Believed. You want that fresh oil upon your life? You, know those, you need those better encounters. I believe I've shared in this, in, in this, on this platform several times. In 1989, when I had some very challenging experience, and I was caught up to heaven, and those cloud of witnesses in heaven, they were all calling my name. They, I've had so many better encounters where God met me. And what, what I want to say to you is that you and God, you need to become a friend of God. You know, uh, the God of my church, the God of my papa, the God of my mama. That's, you're just wasting your time. And some of those fake testimonies people write are just fake. Because when it's you and the devil, that God of your papa needs to become your own God. I didn't get any amen in the house. Touching his picture. God may have mercy on you because you're ignorant. But the real thing, God wants to be your God as much as your papa's God. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So when he had problems, God referred him back to Bethel. And the way you navigate the future is by looking at the dealings of God in the past. Yesterday, I was sharing some things God has said to me about this nation. You know why I was sharing them with you? Because those were better encounters that helps me to know where I'm going. Even our local dogs, when they are going far, they'll be urinating all over the place. I'm told, though, I don't know, the people that know better than me, the, the, the scientists and the professors are here. What's the use of that urinating they are urinating? I just used to notice that they'll be smelling the ground as they are moving. Have you noticed local dogs? This is how they'll be smelling. And they'll get back home. You two need to have those places that God met you. So that when you need to go back, you say, hey, when, when I was here, God said this to me. That means the direction is not left. The direction is right. One guy came to me. He said Jesus appeared to him. That he should follow me till he comes back. When I look back, he has disappeared now. <laughs> I said, remember the guy? He said, Reverend, Jesus appeared to me. I said, Jesus appeared to you? He said, yes. He said, I should follow you till he comes back. I said, Really? <laughs> <laughs> there was what thing happened. The guy is gone. I said, I thought you said Jesus. Did he change what he appeared to you about? 
You know, many people, they will have a better encounter, then one little offense will happen, and they will move out of the place God placed them, and from that point, they can have issues. Stay connected. He said, stay connected. Hallelujah. There are so many things to share with you this morning. Now, if you follow that story, and you, you move on a bit, in verse... Um, the sons of the prophets in verse 3, 2 Kings 2, 3. And the sons of the prophets that were better came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord would take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. You see, this guy, Elisha was doing everything to stick close to this man. Some people say, I'm only following Jesus. Yes, I am also following Jesus. But there are certain people that I, I stick close to because I know they know Jesus and they've been in the race longer. Nobody succeeds alone. We are all product of other people's successes. Even your Sunday school teacher has contributed to your life. Even that teacher you didn't like in secondary school has contributed to your life. There are some teachers that when they knock your head, you think a hole has happened. You know those kind of teachers? <laughs> well, you are doing two times one, two. But now you can say it without any problem. So, what I'm, the, the other thought I want to share here is that accept the yoke of Christ and by the grace of God be prepared to take his reproach. Accept the yoke of Christ and by the grace of God be prepared to take his reproach. Elijah, Elijah was far from perfect. Come on. Somebody who prophesied today and killed how many? 450 prophets of Baal. And then the next day, Jezebel sends an SMS and is running for his dear life. Does that sound like a stable man of God? He sounds schizophrenic. He, he's panicked. Maybe I'm too fast. Accept the yoke of Christ and by the grace of God be prepared to take his reproach. Listen, there's no place God will place you that will be perfect. There's no human being you will follow that will be perfect. Even your parents are not perfect. Some people will come and talk to me. Say, you say, my, 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 my parents didn't do well. They were so mean. I say, eh? Somebody was talking to us the other day like that. Me and Pastor Tina, how horrible uh, this, 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 the, the father did. This, da, da, da. So I said, eh. If you hear some other people's story, you will thank God for your own. There's no perfect person. Everybody carry baggage. The day. But you, 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 if you are following, Elisha kept following a man that was running from a woman. <laughs> if one night says your, your papa is just running from that, that woman just do small threat, your papa they run. Papa ran from persecution. He said, I was still following. Do you blame Papa? He didn't want to die. <laughs> he kept following this man. See, there's a reproach. If I when I when I think about Timothy in the Bible, okay, sir. If I tell you now that if you say your pastor is a is a is an ex-convict. You will reject the pastor. Paul was in jail. They convicted him even what he did not do. But people like Timothy, that's why he will say, be not ashamed of my chain. Because he was treated like a common prisoner. We have made the gospel look so Hollywood lies, if that's an English. We've made it look so fashion conscious. This guy suffered. He was treated like a criminal. There's a part of Christ that is not sweet. The cross itself is a place of shame. The cross is a place of shame. 
It's a place of shame. The, the Bible says, let, let me show you this scripture. You must accept the yoke of Christ. Um, mm. All right, look at um, Hebrews 13, 12. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffer without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Verse uh, Hebrews eleven twenty four. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ. How many of you know there's a reproach of Christ, though? Because what we're trying to do in modern times, that's why when there's any small pressure, people are want to run away. Before, in our time, when you got born again, some of the persecution we brought on ourselves, some is people. <laughs> because then your trouser will be hanging somewhere there. Some people, they will, not, they will not take their bath in the bathroom. In the bathroom, anybody, any sinner has taken his bath. So <laughs> how many of you are around in that generation? You purposely not comb your hair. You purposely look, you are, you are 20, you look 45. You are just drab and ugly. And we call that holiness. But the positive thing at that time was that you ran far away from sin as much as possible. But modern time now, you stay close enough not to fall inside. <laughs> so let me just, at least I, I never do, but I'm close. We abuse grace. The reproach of Christ is that be able to take people insulting you because you're a Christian. I'm not doing this in my office because of my faith. Now you cannot differentiate between Christian and the one that believes. If I want someone to say I'm born again and applies for a job, you say, okay, which version? Is it KJV? Is it, is it trans? Is it? Because there are many versions of born again now. Listen to me. Jesus said the world will hate you because it hated him. But what we're trying to do now is that we're trying to make Christianity so uh, uh, seeker sensitive. You know some churches, if you shout hallelujah too much, I was preaching somewhere in Europe one time, they told me that, you know, we must be careful, you know, we're, we're bringing in serious unbelievers, you know, high people, and they don't like noise, so try to speak softly. <laughs> you know I can't speak softly. <laughs> so, I to speak. so I tried. So I, after some time, I look at it, get out of this place. I started preaching. I started running. I started shouting. I used to be much wilder than that when I was younger. You know that time we'll preach and run. <laughs> we'll preach and run. My host just did like this. Oh, all the, <laughs> all the uh, uh, MDs and CEOs of companies were there. But the people started getting healed. And that was it. After all, he looked at me and said, how did you do that? I said, it's not me. If I had followed you, <laughs> this meeting was dead on arrival. So we, we can't impress the world. You know, one day, when we were still under the zinc, there's still zinc, we're covering it small, small. One of our, our governor at that time came to church. I don't know, maybe the, I don't know where the altar was. Maybe somewhere around there. We used to enter from there, man. I know our church, when we were worshipping, people used to lie down everywhere. 
the whole floor. I was with, I, I said, let this man come and go on time. So I was trying to delay. I was extending the praise. I was extending the praise. I said, just keep praising. Because I, I, I wanted him to meet us in a dignified manner. <laughs> I'm confessing my sin to you. I said, this man should not meet us. Said, because this my women, we can't control them. So of them will start lying, they will start crying loud. Ah! I said, if this man come now, we we'll look like one, one guy. <laughs> Crazy church. So I held it. I held, after some time, the people will call me that. Uh, oh God has left the office. Oh God, oh is it the house? I said, continue. So we continued, and the women started taking their positions. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, oh, God, oh, this. Then the man just arrived in the middle of the thing. Bah! In the, you know, where, where worship tick, where, where? The man just came. They didn't even tell me. I should have gone out to receive him, but they didn't tell me. So I broke protocol. They didn't, because normally I should wait for him, you know? They didn't tell, so the man just entered. But you know, there was such an, a holy hush in the place. Do you know the man? I think it was somewhere there. The man, when he just entered, nobody, he, he came in like this. I'm telling you, he came in like this. Then I saw him. Ah, Excellency, Excellency. Say, ah, Nani. I said, Nani. He just said, <laughs> if nothing, God met him somehow. So you cannot just go and start, you know, go and start trying to be like the world. It will not work. Be yourself. The best person you can be is yourself. Don't copy another person. Can somebody give the Lord a shout of praise? Then they moved on again. Verse 3, uh, verse 4. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as I so liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to what? Jericho. Well, if you remember Jericho well, that wall of Jericho, they went around it 13 times. Jericho is a place where your faithfulness and your consistency is rewarded. Jericho is a place where your faithfulness and consistency is rewarded. You keep going. You just keep going. You stay, you stay with where God has called you. You keep doing the work. He followed this man in all seasons. David was busy tending sheep when they looked for him. He was faithful with the family business and they sent for him. Uh, uh, Prophet Samuel said, we will not sit down until that boy comes. I want to encourage somebody today. You may be serving here or serving in another place and nobody seems to see what you are doing. But the father you are serving, who sees in secret, he will reward you in the open. There's no way Eliab will take your reward. There's no way, what's the other guy's name, will take your reward. As long as you are faithful, when Samuel comes, God will look at what heaven wrote down concerning you and you may not be there. God will say, call that boy, he has paid his due. What is due you will come on your head in the name of Jesus. You have been given and given to support the work of God, your time, your talent. Men may not see it. Even I may not notice it. Even your pastor may not notice it. But because God noted it, when they came there, none of them fitted what God wanted. They said, okay, okay, until that boy comes. I want to say, until you come, what God has prepared for you, nobody will take it. You know, sometimes people say, so they'll come, okay, if we don't hurry up now, we'll miss this opportunity. I say, if it is God that arranged it, and I'm not unwilling, then it will wait for me. They all waited. Father, mother, senior brother, all waited for the small boy to come back. The thing God has prepared for you is waiting for you. I said, it's waiting for you in the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. So it's a place of that consistency is rewarded your faithfulness and you know that's the ox anointing too the ox keeps working faithfully faithfully plowing do you see how they walk the oxen they're walking up and down or they just keep parading parading one of the things people don't like is to be repeating the same thing let me give you an example you tell a nigerian or some people not only nigerians you say clean this pulpit every morning they will clean it on monday when it comes on tuesday so, well, it's not dirty. <laughs> that is not consistency. If you go to international places, toilets are cleaned on schedule. Maybe you use it or not. You'll be marking register. Maybe they say clean every hour in an airport. You cannot go and tell them because when that hour comes, they will check the roster. You won't say nobody entered there. They say clean power. You can lose your job for not cleaning power. But the way we do things in this part of the world sometimes is that uh, it told me I did it yesterday now, but today, and that's why things break down. Sometimes in ministries, something will have totally broken down because the person to maintain it does not maintain it. A good driver, when you enter the car, you check the engine oil. A, 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 a driver who is not considered, say, I checked it last week. There could have been a leak on your way or something and the thing has failed. There has to be consistent. And it takes discipline to do that. A lot of people just want to arrive. Why? When you are putting people in things, look for people who can be consistent. Otherwise, you are going to pay for it big time. Okay. Another thing about Jordan is a place where we are immersed in the spirit and a place of divine affirmation and humility. Jordan is a place where you are immersed in the spirit, a place of divine affirmation and humility look at it this way uh, jesus was baptized in the jordan you find that story in matthew 3 from verse 13 i mean from verse 13 to 17 jesus was saying oh you know you shouldn't be baptizing me and uh, i mean uh, what john was saying to jesus you shouldn't be baptizing me jesus said <clears throat> i need to be baptized by you though you are my pa or my forerunner I need to be baptized by you. And you know, when you are baptized, you are immersed in water. It's like a towel that has been dried. When you, when you, when you immerse it in water, it can be wet again. Sometimes in our life, we need to come to that Jordan where we say, God, I've been running and I am tired and I need to drink. For what lay ahead of Jesus, he needed a fresh oil. He was born of the Spirit. But for the assignment, he needed to be baptized in the Spirit. You know, Jesus Christ was born of the Spirit. John 4, I mean, just like John 4, 14. But he also had a dual working of the Spirit. He was born of the Spirit, but he was also baptized in the Holy Ghost. He didn't, he didn't function as, did, do those miracles as God. He was immersed in the Spirit. Are you following what I'm saying to you? So, but you have to be continually filled. Ephesians 5, 18 to 21. Be continually filled. Keep drinking. Keep immersing yourself. You know, when I think about being immersed in water, buried with him in baptism, you go totally under. Then you come out again. Baptizo. You immerse. You go down. People that don't know how to swim in the swimming pool, they always stay by the corner. They'll be holding the side like this. You see a six-year-old boy swimming inside. Go deep. Twelve feet. Old man, 50 years old. He'll be holding the side of the thing. Be, and he'll, he's swimming with one hand. 
That's not baptism that we're talking about. The baptism we're talking about is to be immersed in the Spirit. How much do you need? How much of the Holy Ghost do you need? There's no limit to how much you can have. It depends on what you can handle. Hallelujah to Jesus. It depends on what you can handle. I want to encourage you to, to, to be immersed in the Spirit. Spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. Spend time in the Word. Spend time of consecration, separation, where you can be immersed in the Spirit. Then the Bible says the Holy Ghost came upon Jesus as a dove. If you read it, the, the passage I just gave you in Matthew 3 from verse 13. The Bible says, verse 16 says, Matthew 3, 16, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. He descended like a dove and lightened upon him. Hmm. If a dove is on your shoulder, I many people know that you cannot be walking anyhow because the dove will fly away. If we become that conscious of the Holy Spirit, our lives will be more measured in moderation. We will not be living like the world. If a dove is on your shoulder, you are careful. But a lot of people don't, they don't, they don't walk around like carriers of anything. When a woman is pregnant, do you know everybody is careful with her except a mad man? When a woman is pregnant, even the husband, if he's who used to be very bad before, we even carry her. See, let your leg not even touch ground. Because you don't, maybe he doesn't really care, but he cares about the baby inside. Say, let your leg not even touch ground. Once you deliver, finish, say, my husband, come and carry me. He said, you don't, don't you have leg? <laughs> it was because of what you carried inside that I, I was carrying you that time. The man will pound yam. He said, oh, ah, you are not pounding. No. You are not pounding. Just sit down. Don't, sit down. Don't spoil our miracle. <laughs> Give back to that child. I say, honey, it's your turn to pound you. He said, ah, did I marry you or did you marry me? <laughs> According to African tradition. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when you are a carrier of the Holy Ghost, you, you need to be measured. You, 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 need, to, you need to walk in, in, in carefulness. And you know, another thing about, about that, that passage is that humility. Jesus was focused, you know, he, he was focused. He was just focused on his assignment. His humility, his faithfulness attracted that new grace. May God help us to humble ourselves. Proverbs 29.3 says, A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Isaiah 57.15 for thus said the high and lofty one that inhabited eternity, whose name is holy, Isaiah 57:15. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also as of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. He said, I'm high up there, but if you are humble, I will revive your spirit. If you are humble, I will revive your heart. You know, God is such a good God. No matter where you've been, what you've done, when you humble yourself, even Ahab, that God confesses that is the most wicked person, when he's, he walks up, God says, I, I, it's over, it's over. I'm not angry with you. It's over. It will happen in your, in, your, in your son's generation. That judgment will not come. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 7, 2 Kings 2, 7. And 50 men of the sons of a prophet went and stood to view afar off, 
and they, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and rubbed it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither and thither so that they, they too went on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I'm taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Uh, the anointing you desire requires your participation for a new beginning. The anointing you desire requires your participation for a new beginning. These 50 sons of the prophet, it's quite possible that they themselves, they desire the anointing, but they stood afar off. Anointing, grace comes by uh, <laughs> association, environment, and influence. You need to be connected to something before it can affect you. Association, environment, and influence. There are very few people that get around me that the same grace does not rub on. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. When I started having word of knowledge in my life, I was washing the clothes of a man of God. And while I'm washing his clothes, I'll be seeing vision. It's very important that you participate. A lot of people, they're in churches, they don't do nothing. They're happy to come on Sunday morning. They feel that those people who are really working hard in the church, they have no future ambition. How do you expect a whole me on a Wednesday to come to church? How can a whole me? Who are you? You're a donkey like the rest of us. Hallelujah. And that is why grace doesn't fall. Grace doesn't fall. Ah, I can talk long on that. There's nothing you do for God that is not noted. When you go, let me make this point. Just note it down. Your focus must be on the anointing, not on the paraphernalia of ministry. Your focus must be where? On the anointing, not the paraphernalia of ministry. We just have two, three more thoughts, but note that down. Now, we'll go to verse 10 and 11, but let me say this quickly. That's second Kings 2, verse 10 and 11. God, when Jesus called his disciples, one of the reasons he called, he said to be with him. Many of you don't realize the grace that can come upon you. Maybe Pastor Tina will remember, in the early days, we had a lot of people when we were ministering in Denmark, for example, who would just call and say, I want to drive you around. In fact, moons, he drove us everywhere we went. And some of them, are, they are not small people, they are big, big people. So I just want to drive you around. And that was their Bible school. Before COVID, was it 2019? I was in Bayou I don't know the year we, we, he followed me to, I think it was Bulgaria. It's a pastor in London. I think it's, yeah, I think it was probably 2019, I don't remember. He just called, he said, Reverend, I want to follow you. I'm paying my own will. All I want to do is, I just want to be around you. It 
transformed him. But if you don't think that man carries anything, you, that thought will not even go through your head. There are some people that their ministry is to ridicule pastors. I'm very sorry for you. All of us are not the same. If you are with a bad pastor, move. But you will kill yourself by staying in a ministry you don't believe in and running your mouth. I'm not a criminal. I've been doing this thing for many, many years. Pastor Siri was supposed to be here last year. He's the one that coordinates for us in, uh, what's that country called now? In, in, in Bulgaria. That guy, sometimes we drive. If I go into Austria, he will pick me from Austria by cow. And he will drive me, of course, maybe they are not too far, drive me to Bulgaria. Sometimes he will drive me from Bulgaria, he will drive me into, uh, what's that country called? Um, Slovakia, sorry, not Bulgaria. Slovakia. <laughs> sorry, Syria in Slovakia. If I come in there, he will, he will pick me up maybe in Austria, drive me to Slovakia, uh, to Czech Republic, drive me into Poland. I mean, we are together all the time. Why? Because he sees there's something I need to pick from you. You can sit in a church for a hundred years and that man's grace will not near you because your attitude is critical, you are arrogant, your head is too big for you and you, are, you spend all your time eating up the man of God for lunch. God cannot visit you and his grace cannot touch you. If you have friends that their job is, that man of God, look at it, look at his shoe, look at his tie, just leave them. Because when the thing comes back to hunt, you can actually be having problems in areas you don't think you should have problems. Your own children start rebelling. You don't know it's the seed you sowed. The Bible didn't say you will reap what you, uh, where you sow. It said you will reap what you sow. So you can run a man of God down and at home, you reap it at home. You don't know why you're having crisis in your marriage. You don't know why you're having problems with your kids. It's the seed you are sowing. Your head is too big for your neck. Sorry, that is hard, but it has to be said. If you don't like the place, just go somewhere else. Just go somewhere else. Because there's no perfect church. There's no perfect man of God. If you feel God has called you there, <laughs> if I tell you some people I've worked for, you even think I'm stupid to have been there in the first place. But God sent me there. I did what I had to do. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So, <clears throat> verse 10 of Second Kings says, um, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. If you see me, Richard Roberts was sharing when his father died. How he was with the father in the hospital, or I think something like that. In his, and as the man was going, he saw the man's mantle fall on him. You know, you know, you know Richard Roberts stayed with his father for years serving. Not to know you don't fall like that, though. Don't push, you know they fall like that. It is ministry to wash a man of God's clothes. Me, I've done it. <laughs> ministry is, this pulpit is the last thing. A pastor's ministry is with the people. The shepherd must smell like the sheep. This one is the last thing. You know? Those home group leaders, those who are doing visitation, those who are helping the place to work, they are all serving that grace in that house. And you should do it with joy, 
because you are serving someone. I, I can only serve God. I cannot serve man. Okay, go to heaven and serve God. <laughs> Die. Unfortunately, you have to still deal with fallen human beings like us who carry treasure in 18 pesos. And the fact that you were there, you saw the human side of your man of God does not make him less a man of God. Elijah saw the man running from him. Elijah saw him running from he said, you wait here. It's not you they want to kill. Me, I'm running. You are running and you left your, your, your resident pastor. <laughs> and when you came back, the resident pastor said, oh, guys, go still follow you. That's a good guy. You have to run together now because if they don't see you, they will catch him. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It takes a lot of grace to follow. It also takes a lot of grace to lead. So, so, I was, let me give you this story. I won't mention the name. A great man of God, he has gone to heaven now. But I was in Romania and his daughter came to do a meeting. In fact, when I saw the name, I said, How can they invite me to the same place they invite this kind of people? I said, I said, Maybe I'm a mistake. Oh, me, I never reached this level. But I realized that he actually, I, I was even more of the main speaker than. Anyway, long story short, the Lord told me to tell her it was a difficult prophecy. Say, your father is going to die and God will give you the mantle because you have been faithful. When I delivered, she didn't even answer me. She didn't look at me like this. I said, the Holy Spirit, we don't miss her more. We can go Niger. She got back home and within, I don't know, a couple of months, if I was supposed to go there, she called me said, Father just died. What I didn't know was that the sons had left the man for 22 years. I didn't know that. And she was the one that stood by that man. Today she carries the mantle of that ministry. You can't tap grace from a distance. Say, I love you. Your money is not touching the grace. Your time is not touching the grace. Your prayer is not touching the grace. God will just look for one guy far who has been concerned. That's the guy I'm going to give it to. We don't choose, though. I shared that story with you when, when we came to you in uh, December. How I went to one church here. Yesterday I shared that. I'm about rounding up shortly now. We went to one church there. No roof, nothing. But I was obedient to go there. In fact, the pastor was apologizing. He said, Well, our father will bear with us. We don't have a roof over this church. And we're even making some mistakes in his presence as he's here. And I'm like, I came on my own. I used my two legs to come here. I, I, I didn't come for a five star. And God told me to come. So you don't apologize to me for obeying God. He kept doing that. Prince, are you here? Prince is not here. Okay. Where Prince? Where Prince? Uh, you are with me now. You are in that meeting. You know the person I'm talking about. They kept apologizing to me. When I climbed the stage like this, I saw a, a new mantle from heaven drop on me. When the man came and gave me offering, I said, sorry, keep that offering. I said, what I got in your church? <laughs> so when the guy came to see me, he said, ah. he said, said that's our church. Is that what you experienced in that our church? He said, ah, that. He stood in my office for almost more than five minutes saying, at our church. Ah, sir, can you tell me that story again? I will repeat it to him. He said, you mean 
God drop a mantle on your head in that our church? I said, yes, sir. Sometimes you don't know what you have. You don't know what you have. You are looking at the natural to judge the supernatural. You don't know what you have. What if I didn't, if I went there and said, God, uh, before I come, advance payment. You know some people, when they are coming, you have to pay advance. Uh, what they call it is um, mobilization. As if it's politics. That one, to make the man of God to fuel his car. I was invited to a meeting in Ireland. The man of God invited, very popular. It was 300,000 euros for three nights. Can you calculate that? Wicked money. So they said they could not pay. So they now call me from Angwaromi. <laughs> I said, this one, this one no go. Yeah, I said, sir, how much is your own to come? I said, I said is there a bed? There's bed to sleep, huh? And there's food. I said, I'm coming. And I went. And God moved powerfully. You see what I'm saying? So when God is paying a man back, you don't know the price he has paid for that grace. I've slept on children's bed. I'm almost rounding up. Two more points. But let me, let me round this slowly. This is my wife. Better respect her. We and our children have been through a lot for the kingdom. There's one house we used to sleep. From where Dr. Marco Vieira is sitting. I think the room. Abby. Something like this. Go. <laughs> Me and her. We had two children then. With two children. And the chair. The bed is a chair. So we now decide who will take the chair, who will take the floor. And we are doing international ministry. One of my friends from America said he won't go there. I say he can go. I connect the meeting for him. <laughs> when he arrived, they opened the place for him. Said, after him, he said, hey, I'm going to sleep here. I said, where? He <laughs> <laughs> said, here. He said, where? He said, here. Then the old man said, Tunebalanta sleeps here. He said, Tunebalanta sleeps here. He just carried his bag. <laughs> and enter the place. And he's, he's a much taller person. So I was just wondering that his leg must have been sticking out of the chair. <laughs> you don't know what people have to do to be where they are. And what we are quick to just... God does not pay me according to your term. He doesn't. You can decide to pay me in ways that you yourself will wonder, how oh, now? Well, you pay your dues. Even in this work, you have to pay your dues. All right, let's try and just throw in these two things. And you need to recognize, verse 12, And Elisha saw it and cried, My father, my father. And you can read the rest. Recognize spiritual fatherhood. Your DNA is your identity in the spirit. Recognize spiritual fatherhood. Your DNA is your identity in the spirit. How am I going to... The guy said, my father, my father. He didn't say, my brother, my brother. One of the problems we've had, especially sometimes in, in, in the younger generation, is recognizing real fathers. Some people call me and say, Daddy, I want to come and see you, but I don't have offering. I say, you don't need to come to see me with offering. Just come. There are some fathers you cannot see if you don't have 100,000. 
You know, doctor, we were in your place now. People hesitate to see you because they don't know. Just come. You need to recognize who is your father. Because some things, there's a way your mother will pray for you that the devil will know they are praying. There's a way I will pray for you that no other pastor can pray for you because you are under this covering. There's a way I will pray for you that even the angels are, okay, see your friends, see your neighbor's friends. There's a way you will enter your house and deal with some things that if your neighbor comes into your house and deal with that, you say, oh God, what will concern you? You don't enter your neighbor's house and start saying, move the chair here, move the pot here, move the TV here. It's not your house. See, it's important you know where God has placed you. Where he has placed you, there's a way that man will pray. Even the devil knows it. Somebody is watching over. He said, the shepherds watch over your soul. We're talking about oil. When the man, he said, my father, my father. He said, if you see me, don't focus on the paraphernalia. Focus on what you are looking for. Praise God. Recognize fatherhood. A, a, a young, I won't mention the name. Yesterday, a young person called me. You know? I said, Daddy, I want to thank you. If I almost didn't pick the call because I was tired. So, Daddy, I want to thank you. I said, for what? He said, she walked away from the covering in one of our walks, you know, one of our churches. And then she went to another city to serve. He said, Daddy, everything you warned us about, I met it raw. If I when you used to talk to us, I thought you were just fanatical. And the same person they warned, because I had to call her to say, okay, where did they enjoy you? It's the same person they've been saying, don't go to. That she still went to. Some of you, the problem is, we are too gentle for you. You just keep running around. If your father says, sit down, it's not everything your father will say that will be good. Say, grace, grace, grace. This is the grace. When I, one more thought. <laughs> when I was in secondary school, uh, when I went for youth school, sorry. I came home one day. Hmm? Youth copper. When I was going back, I went to my father. He said, I need transport money. He said, they, he said, they didn't they pay you? <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the man like, ah, every time I used to come, you used to give me now. Didn't they, he said, didn't they pay you? I said, they paid us. He said, uh-huh. And you didn't know that you were supposed to remove your transport money to Kaduna and back to your station when you are coming. He said, I don't have any money for you. Was my father kind? Very kind, of course. Because that's how you spoil children. But truly, I didn't have any money. But mothers are always good. <laughs> so I went to my mother. I said, To! <laughs> I didn't receive all. <laughs> Baba did not give me all. My mom said, She just, you know, she found one money somewhere. From that day, <laughs> if I'm going home, if I, I will take my transport money to and fro, and I will hold gifts for them. <laughs> 
There are certain things a father is saying eh, that your brother cannot see. There are some things a shepherd will see that a hireling who is only after your money cannot see. Hallelujah. Let me take the last point. Now, you know, after that, of course, from verse 14 to 17, uh, he took the mantle, he struck it. Where's the Lord God of Elijah? The waters parted for him. Authentic results. uh, Authenticate your ministry. All those sons of the prophets, authentic results, authenticate your ministry. They came to bow to him. I want to say, as you follow God well to these places, to the, in the pathway of fresh oil, God will give you authentic results that will authenticate your ministry. If I may use Dr. Biora as an example, the first time I came to Calabar, I can't remember the year. Do you remember? When I came and I saw his ministry, I began to pray for him. Yes. I saw the church. I saw the ministry. I I began to intercede. Seriously. I said, God, you give this man a new season. From that time, (laughs) God did, God, (laughs) even I'm sure himself is sure, even people that know him, because when we went for dedication, we had reception in their school to eat. So we were upstairs, and I saw one man of God asking him that, are you borrowing this place, or is it your own? <laughs> I even helped him to answer the man. <laughs> I said, this belongs to them. It's their own. God is good. He said, man of God, you are moving quietly. <laughs> Do you understand? The, like he shared yesterday, it, it's not about the man. It's about the oil. If the oil is there, it will carry you to wherever. Some of you think that you cannot be billionaires because you are where you are. But uh, as long as there's a God in heaven, you'll be more than billionaire if that's what God has planned for you. So I want us to stand up this morning. I think I did well with time, I hope. I was targeting 8.45. And that's just about it. Let's lift our hands and just begin to appreciate God this morning. I'm going to open the altar for a few minutes. Just a few minutes. Before we go into, you know, we're going to go into our um, workshop groups now. And then that will be, and that will be the last thing for today. But just lift your hands and begin to appreciate God this morning. Just appreciate him. Appreciate it. A lot has been said. A lot has been said. Is there an area of your life you need to make slight adjustment this morning? Gilgal, a place of consecration and celebrating the Passover, your redemption. We're in a difficult year. We've been in a difficult year, but it's going to get better. But if there's, if there's any fly in your ointment, you want to say, Lord, I take it out. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. Bethel, the place of divine encounter. Lord, I want to encounter you in my closet. Moses spent time with God so much so that his face shone. I want to encounter you 
What was the last thing God spoke to you about that project? What's the last thing he spoke to you about your children? I want to declare to you, it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. What was the last thing he spoke to you about your life? It will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Bethel is your place of divine encounter. Begin to talk to God. Father, thank you for my Bethel encounter this morning. Thank you for my Bethel encounter this morning. Jordan is where God rewards your faithfulness, your consistency. We may not see what you are doing. Your pastor may not see what you are doing. But the God of heaven sees in secret. He's going to reward you in the open. Begin to talk to him this morning. Begin to talk to him this morning. Begin to talk to him this morning. Jordan is a place of the fullness of the spirit. It's a place where you humble yourself and, and, and the spirit of God comes to refresh you. Say, Lord, give me a refreshing. Give me a refreshing this morning. Let me enter into a newness of life. Let me enter into a new phase of my ministry. Give me fresh oil, oh God. Give me fresh oil, oh God. Open your mouth and talk to him this morning. Open your mouth and talk to him this morning. I'm going to open this altar for a bit. Just keep talking to God. That's exactly what I saw myself doing. Amen. That's what I saw myself doing. And I'm just going to open this altar for a bit. That means you'll be free to come to the altar this morning. Let's not be crowded. Make sure you can't touch the next person to you if you stretch your hands that way and if you stretch your hands this way. So, but you want to come. Make sure you can't touch. If you do this, you can't touch anybody. Give you some space. Give some space. Make sure you can't touch anybody. Make sure you can't touch anybody. And once it is full, we have to stay on our seats. Please make sure you give space to the next person. You can't touch them. You can't touch them. You can't touch them. Make sure you can't touch the person. And once it is full, we're almost about full now. Just stay on your seat. Just stay on your seat and pray. Stay on your seat and pray. Stay on your seat and pray. Hallelujah. A few space on that side, if you want to go there. A little bit of space on that extreme side. A little bit of space on this extreme side. If you want to come, a little bit of space on that extreme side. Just talk to God now. I need somebody on the keyboard just to play. Maratatata. Somebody, you are here, you are struggling with the will of God. God has definitely spoken to you, but you are struggling with the will of God. God says to tell you, my ways are not your ways. My ways are not your ways. Don't step out of the place I've placed you. Don't step out of it. Stay there. That's where the oil is. Just play not, not too loud, not too loud. Just play not too loud. Raka ba 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 ba. And the Lord is saying that in this season, there's going to be financial favor, the type we have never seen before. I was sharing with Dr. Mike one vision I had, I don't know what it was, Friday morning or Saturday, probably Friday morning. And I saw God really blessing people, taking his people in this season to another level, those he can trust with the resources. Tell God, Father, I want you to trust me with your resources. I want you to trust me with your resources. I saw a vision and God was really, really, 
I can't even begin to call those figures out here. Was beginning to bless people. Talk to him. Talk to him this morning. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You may feel you are carrying a burden. You may feel you are carrying a yoke. But when you are yoked with Jesus, he is the one that carries you. Testify this morning that you are healed, you are delivered. Testify this morning that you are healed and you are delivered. Testify this morning that you are healed and delivered. Testify this morning that you are healed and delivered. Testify this morning that by the power of the blood of Jesus, you are separated from evil, from danger, from terrorism, from pandemic, from every evil that hell is throwing right now. Testify before the Lord. Testify before the Lord. Tell the Lord to feel you afresh. Tell the Lord to feel you afresh. Oh, Ima the Lord says to say to somebody, I will do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. That project will, will finish speedily. Men will help you. Even people you don't know will give you money. I will visit you. I will visit you with speed. God said, I've granted you possession of that property. It's your own. Claim it by faith. People are asking you, why are you spending so much money on another man's property? God said, you are investing in your future. You are investing in your tomorrow. I see God opening a pathway in the desert for people here this morning. A pathway in the desert has been opened for people this morning. Dr. Biora, I see the Lord granting you speed. Speed, speed is just going to go from one level to another level. And many, many sons will be coming. Many, many sons in ministry will be coming. Speed, because they've seen what God has done. They, some of them have doubted, just like the sons of the prophet. But now they are beginning to see the hand of the Lord is upon this man. They're going to begin to come. There's a fresh oil on your tongue. He said, you can only testify of what has happened to you. So don't, don't stop telling your story. Don't stop telling your story. Because it's your story. It's your testimony. I hear this. There are seven people here that need, you really need a physical miracle in your body. You really need a physical miracle in your body. The Lord says, I should tell you, you are healed. You've battled it for some time. He said, you will just discover that that thing slowly but surely disappears slowly but surely disappears and his strength will come and his beauty will come and his perfection will come in the name of jesus i can see somebody here you, in relationship i think it has to do with marriage you have been injured three times because i can see the three marks on you but the lord said i will settle you in that area in 2021 I will make it work out for your good in 2021. 
Begin to talk to the Lord this morning. Tell him to come upon you afresh. Come upon me afresh, O God. Come upon me in a fresh way, O God. Thank you for listening to today's message. We know you were blessed. You can reach us through the following platforms. Restoration Ministries International on Facebook and Instagram. RBCM Online on Twitter, YouTube and Mixella. Visit our website www.rbcmonline.org or Restoration Close, Romeo Extension, Kaduna, Nigeria. 